All right, <laughs> welcome to Fair Game Network. We will be talking about football and the NFL draft today. My name is Cam Dawkins, and I am joined by my friends Taco and Mark. We will be sharing our mock drafts. Gentlemen, I know we're going to start with Marks because he has to uh, leave a little bit early. So uh, let's start with Marks. Maybe we can uh, throw in a little banter on the side uh, from the fucking peanut gallery. Oh, we sure will. (laughs) We will harass this man about his terrible, terrible picks. Mark, what do you got for us? I guess introduce myself first. I'm I'm Mark. I'm 21 <laughs> and I have to party. All right. So I just just to get a few things out of the way, I did make this mock before the Chiefs traded for Orlando Brown, and before before there were all these reports of of uh, the Niners taking Jones and Lentz and not not Fields. So, so it's mock is a fucking waste. Got it. it. It's it's a bit of a waste. So first of all, um, I have the Jags taking, first of all, I have the Jags taking Trevor Lawrence. I don't think there's much to talk about there. Same with the Jets taking Wilson. I think that's, uh, that's kind of set in stone. But then three with San Francisco, I had them taking fields. But now after all these reports, it's what they should do, but... After all these reports, I'm, I'm kind of leaning more towards Jones just because, like, I can kind of see why they do that. They want to just trade up to get their guy because all, there were all these rumors of the Patriots trading up or just something along those lines, and I just think they want their guy. Like, people are saying, oh, they could have gotten it at 13. Well, the Patriots could have traded away their next three first-round picks and not have cared for pick seven to get ahead of them. I think Fields is way better than Zach Wilson, but, I mean, clearly no one seems to agree with me on that front, so we'll just have to let Fields prove me right. But I I don't get why Fields' stock just dropped for literally no reason. He had an excellent pro day, and then all of a sudden— He's so much better— than Lance and fucking Mac Jones. Like, dude, oh my god. The first three picks should all be set in stone, but no, we have people beating our meat over fat AJ McCarron. It's so stupid. I hope he's not listening to this. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Mac Jones, if you're listening to this, just know. Just know that I'm your biggest <laughs> hater. I hope he is. <laughs> also, also, AJ Mac Jones, if you're listening to this, you gotta explain that Obama suit, my guy. I swear to God. All right, we could cover something like that later. But right now, <laughs> at, at three, at All three, right, I had, at three, I had fields, but now that's really up in the air. And then at four, a lot, you know, a lot of people have the Falcons going, whoever the best quarterback on the boards left. I think they're going to go Pitts. I agree. Yeah, I just think he's a franchise player. Like, that he's the type of guy that you can really like start. He's a rare talent. I, I know he's a tight end, but I, he's more than a tight end. Yes, he's incredible. I could see them going quarterback. He's a receiver who could line up inside, outside, in line with the blockers. I mean, his versatility is off the charts. So I certainly understand that pick. I don't have him going to the Falcons, and we can get into that after you head out. Yeah. And then uh, I have the, the Bengals going uh, Panay Sewell. They need to get Burrow's protection. And there are, if you have an offensive lineman like Sewell there, then I think you take him. 
My next two picks are um, uh, Chase to the Dolphins and Waddle to the Lions. Okay, uh, I think those two picks go hand in hand. They're both receivers. They could both go at those spots. Uh, I have Chase a little later than that. I have Waddle a little later than that. Yeah. I, I, I basically am the mock draft hater. Oh, yeah. and I just have everything like, no, you're going to get shitty value for all your guys. I agree. Yeah. And then I have uh, the Panthers going Slater. I think it's kind of like a similar situation to Burrow in a way. They just they just need protection for Darnold. Like, that's that's what they need to focus on there. They're okay at receiver. They've got, they've got Anderson. They have... Carolina's in a similar boat as Atlanta where they would take defense almost any other year, but this is one of those years where there's no player that would justify taking this high without trading down. Yeah, there really isn't. Except for, um, I have Denver going Micah Parsons. I think they need another really solid linebacker that you could put out there, and then he's just going to be good right from the start. I think that's what they need. I could see them going corner. I honestly can. Um, maybe they go, uh, maybe they go Sertain or JC Horn or something like that, but, um, their defense has definitely improved, but they, they're still a piece away from being like a legit contending defense and of course they have the quarterback issue but that's a whole other story yeah and then i have um the cowboys going uh patrick certain too i they just need to go defense they need to go corner their Mm -hmm. defense is horrible they just lost sean lee today he retired they are really they're really starting from the ground up on that defense offense is pretty fine in my opinion they were messed up last year but I think their defense is horrible. Like, defense was kind of half as well off as their offense. I'd probably have them winning the, the uh, division, but their defense is so depleted that I can really see. Yeah, even with the weaker offenses in their division, it that defense is just a huge... Mm-hmm. I I don't uh, a fucking dumpster fire. I don't know any other way to say it. I I try to be a diplomat anywhere I can, but their defense is just awful. They they were okay with Chris Richard, and I think he was probably holding up that defense because the moment he left, the, the the bottom just completely fell out, and every single piece of that defense just faltered in some way they, they just need help they need to fire everybody yeah. really they they need to uh, get different decision makers but ultimately that's that's a yeah. different issue i hope they stay the same because i'm a giants fan so i hope they stay as they are but um but we'll see i, I i'm hoping they pick like a punter so like i hope that they mispronounce the name or some <laughs> shit. But, you know we'll, we'll see what happens um and then I have at eleven another reason why the why the Cowboys should really invest in their defense. I have the Giants taking Devontae Smith. Do I necessarily want them to take Smith? No, but I think they will because Gellman's will take the best player on the board. Don't draft for need. Apart from that, I guess Jones pick. If you look at what he's done, he really has kind of, in his opinion, drafted the best player possible. Like, anyways, I think they're gonna go Smith. I think they're gonna really add to that offense. They're gonna have a really good receiving core with Galladay Smith. 
Smith, Slayton, Shepard, and John Ross, uh, obviously Barkley, I think that this Giants team can be something pretty decent next season. And I think uh, I think Smith is, uh, I think that's a solid pick. Um, I think going offensive guard or another offensive tackle, moving Perk to guard would be good, but I, I think Devontae Smith is a very Gettleman pick, if you know what I mean. Oh, yeah, I definitely know what you mean. Yeah. I think Devontae Smith is versatile enough to where he can slot in next to Kenny Galladay, who was a true deep ball number one receiver. And yeah, kind of do all one. the dirty work. Uh, like we with the, at the very least, do the dirty work and that at the very best be a superior athlete who's capable of stretching the field with Galladay and perhaps another option. They find moving Slayton down to a number three receiver would do wonders for his coverage and how defenses play against him. Yeah, but it's almost like it kind of weirdly would remind me of like an A.J. Brown uh, like uh, Kenny Galladay and then uh, Corey Davis and Devonta Smith kind of doing the dirty work, throwing up blocks and shit, just being wherever they need to be on the defense so that deep ball guy can get open, and then they'll have opportunities to be open as a number two when the number one is covered. And it, it, it can be a really fun, fluid offense if we get the right kind of things working. I'll say this. I think this is definitely Dave Gettleman's last chance for the Giants. I think you're at the point where the defense has improved, there's enough talent on that roster where, honestly, in that week of the division, you should be making the playoffs. So I think this is the season where there has to be results and or Dave Gettleman's gone. So I think if there's any picks that he has to nail, it's this one. Gettleman, absolutely. Jones, I don't know. They might give Jones one more year. I think De- Gettleman's definitely not after this year. If I was the Maros, I would give him one more year after this, but I get why they would fire him. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so uh, let's move on. The Eagles, I have taken J.C. Horn, like kind of like a cowboy situation. I think they just need to work on their defense. And with the 12th pick, I don't really think there's a receiver worth that. Like, I think taking Bateman would be a reach of reaches at 12. So, so I have them going J.C. Horn. And then I have uh, the Chargers going Derisaw. I think they need that big, bulky offensive tackle that could play both left and right. They just need that guy for... Herbert and they're kind of in the position where they really don't need to draft a weapon of any kind and they really can just start filling out that team with solid helpful players at important positions like offensive line so then I have the Vikings going Elijah Vera Tucker he's a really versatile player he could play inside offensive linemen and outside I think that's a very good pick for them kind of a similar situation they need a hog molly for their team, especially such a run-heavy team like that. You need a guy like Tucker inside just blocking. That's a must. So I had the Patriots going Trey Lance. I had Trey Lance falling and the Patriots snagging him. Wow. Okay. On if Denver. I think that depends on what Denver does. If doesn't take a quarterback, when one's on the board, he's going to slide. Because, like, the Eagles probably aren't going to take one. The Giants probably aren't. A lot of teams that probably don't have interest in taking a quarterback. So I think, I think if all four of the top quarterbacks are 
still on the board after Denver, the Patriots can just sit there at 15 and get one of them. I really don't see Denver going for a quarterback. I think they will give Drew Locke another chance. That Broncos team had a lot of injuries. He, he's a little controversial, but I don't love Drew Locke, but I think he is at the point where they'll give him another year with the team around him and see what happens. I don't know, because you only have so many years of having all this talent on cheap contracts, so they might want to like use, use it while they can. And here's the thing. Not only is Trey Lance really good, he's a really smart guy. Apparently, like, he had his own pass-protecting schemes while in college. <laughs> hey, I would love to have him. Sure, there's there's Cam, who's been there a year. There's Stidham, who could provide uh, backup depth at this point. I don't really believe he's the long-term option, even if we don't get a quarterback in this draft or do or whatever. And then you have that patriot way of doing things and a guy as intelligent and methodical as trey lance can definitely work out in this system a guy who thinks and acts like tom brady can definitely become a more mobile more volatile tom brady and that what's the snl quote mark me down as scared and horny at the same time that that makes me very excited Jesus. All right, so then I have the cards. I, I have the cards going Caleb Farley. You know, they lost Peterson. They, they're kind of, they loaded up on offense. I like him a lot. Farley's stock is taking a massive dip lately. Like, he's falling behind, like, Greg Newsom on, on like, cornerback rankings, apparently. I don't think, if if he's still there at uh, 29 at Green Bay, at Green Bay will take him. So, uh, I feel like Farley is, isn't going to go to like, I, I'm not saying this is going to happen, but there was definitely a reality where Farley falls out of the first round. Because it seems like a lot of teams aren't willing to risk it. Not saying it's going to happen. I, I think he's going to go in the 20s. Yeah, I, I do th- I do think he'll get picked late in the first. But there's definitely, a, like, a slim chance he completely dips. Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. I, I have him going pretty high, but... In 17, this is another kind of boring pick, I guess. I have Kevin Jenkins going to the Raiders. Kind of similar situation. They traded Brown. Well, the Raiders are a team who just don't know how to team build, so they constantly, like, shift things around in, like, a fucked-up, jagged pattern. And and just, I, I have my own own thing about the Raiders. I'll tell you what the Raiders would totally do. There's this safety from Virginia Tech named Divine Diablo, and he's basically a big, <laughs> fast safety. The Raiders would totally pick him in the first round. I'm not saying that's that's a very, that would be a very risk pick. <laughs> he, he is the holy devil. <laughs> he's big and fast, and he's not projected to go until like the third. I have the Dolphins going Quiddy Pay. We have our first uh, edge rusher coming off the board. First edge! Finally. Then I have um then I have Washington going Zayden Collins, best linebacker left on the board, you know, just Okay, that's not one I've seen before, honestly. And then this is now and oh, I don't know about this. I had the Bears going Mac Jones if if he was there. I think that team is fucked. <laughs> I don't think they actually believe. To Mac Jones's credit, he has to be an intelligent quarterback he he has a good arm he he has great processing skills like you can see it in the tape he he he's not a bad prospect i don't want to hear about intelligence people call blake gabbard intelligent 
People call Blaine. Blaine Gabbert was just Josh Allen ten years ahead of time. I I do not give a shit what you think. Any of the maybe not any of those guys. Well, you should care, I think, because that that might be the dumbest thing I've ever heard you say. I don't care. I don't care. <laughs> I'm I'm right. I don't care. I'm still right. Anyways. And then I had the Colts going Rashad Bateman. I think I think they need to add a receiver. They got Ty back, but outside of Ty, I mean, what are their real options? Uh, I I can't even. I need to do much more in-depth dives on these teams' depth charts and you know schemes and shit. We'll we'll all get it. It's pretty much just like a thirty-year-old Ty. He's he's got to be older than thirty at this point. Yeah. I'm not no, even looking yeah. at it at the moment. And Michael Pittman, who is who is good, but if you want Michael Pittman to be your number one yeah, wide receiver exactly. of the future, Rashad Bateman definitely could be that guy. But we'll see. Yeah. I had, a lot of people had them going offensive line, and I could 100% see that. I just think with their situation, Wentz needs help, especially after we saw him in Philly with basically no receivers. I do think they want to add that guy. I then had the Titans taking Greg Newsom. Uh, I think that I think he's kind of their biggest need. They lost both Butler and Jackson. That's no, that's that's good. I like that. And then I have uh, Jets at 23 going Jalen Phillips at Miami edge rusher. I think I just, okay. uh, I, I see Phillips as, he's just a very Jets guy to me. Like when I look at him, I'm like, yeah, you'll play for the Jets. Yeah, he's a very flashy kind of, I, I, I don't know. I want I don't want to call him cocky. I don't want to be negative about the guy. I don't know anything about his character, but he is just like this. He was the number one recruit in his class. He goes to UCLA, ends up having to medically retire, and then he comes back to Miami for a year, replacing Gregory Rousseau, who has his own case, and does absolutely fucking amazing. Like, yeah. I, I don't know. He's, I understand he was, you know, a one-year starter in the system, all this, but I, I think I've seen enough talent to give this guy a, has a case for, he definitely has a case especially if he can end up on the right team okay uh pittsburgh yeah pittsburgh uh how do you pronounce his name Najee harris i say Najee. yeah i think that's who they go then the jags i have them going alex leatherwood kind of the best offensive tackle left on the board and you're bringing a new rookie quarterback into a not depth ridden situation yeah leatherwood he is very versatile he questions about being on the outside at an NFL level. I think his more permanent stature in the league will probably be as a guard. But at the very least, that's some sort of versatility. And versatility will get you to stay on a team longer. If you can switch around and do different positions, it, it gives him a better shot of staying on that roster. Yeah. I think Robert Gallery from 04 is a perfect example of this. A lot of the times there'll be a tackle that doesn't succeed because they have certain problems with their measurables. So then they'll move them inside to guard and they'll succeed more. Like Eric Flowers is a good example of this. And then I don't know if you know Robert Gallery. He was the second pick in the Eli Manning draft. He was a tackle and he didn't play so well because he didn't have good arm length. So they moved him to guard and he had way more success. So I think Leatherwood is one of those guys where if tackles are working, you shift him to guard and he'll instantly make an impact. And honestly, I think... Rashawn Slater might have that issue. His arms measure at 
I think it's 33 and a quarter when most of those tackles measure around 36. Uh, so that might be difficult for him. Definitely has the power to control and 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 defensive tackles. So yeah, if anything, Slater can move to guard. Yeah, I don't think going Slater is and you know wanting to to be tackle and only wanting them to be tackle is kind of a waste of a pick because he can move around for you and he might have to move around for you. So the idea would be to be fluid with the situation. So then uh, at 26, I have the Browns going Christian Barrymore, uh, first interior defensive lineman coming off the board. Uh, a lot of people had them going edge before they got Clowney. And since then, they've also cut um, Sheldon Richardson. So I think they're going to fill that hole. And I think they're going to go into this year with one of the better defensive lines in the league. Yeah, their defense is just like, Wow. Their defense is great. Their offense is great. Everything looks great on paper. Their coaching staff, their, uh, the turnaround that the Browns have undergone is, I understand we could have seen it coming. It's all this stuff, you know, we predicted the Browns to do well, but it, it, it really is wild to see. We've been waiting for the Browns to be good. I've been waiting for the Browns to be good for 20 plus years. Like this is unseen. Yeah, they're they're legit. The next pick, Taco, I think you'll find interesting. Or I have the Ravens going uh, Aziz uh, Ojular from Georgia, edge rusher. Losing Judon. They, I think they really need to go edge rusher. He is my fa- he is my favorite edge rusher in the class. I would love that pick. Edge and receiver are the two positions the Ravens have to address. And Aziz Ojulari is my favorite. I think he's the best edge guy in the class. So I would love that. Yeah. And then the next, uh, the next pick with uh, Nalan. I have him taking a Jeremiah Owusu Koromoa. Uh, he's a linebacker. I just think uh, the Saints just need defense of any kind after trading away uh, Kiko Alonso for Juan Alexander and then that not panning out. Owusu uh, Koromoa is kind of being viewed throughout the draft process as like this this potential leader of men, the guy with all the intangibles, and he has like this freaky speed. So above just being a a positive playmaker, he really could end up being that guy for an average defense to go to just a top defense to make sure everybody is on their shit. He's one of my personal favorite prospects in the class. I I don't think enough people talk about him as a whole, and I'll probably have to do a whole article at some point just just on how much I appreciate him as a prospect. But neither here nor there. I like the pick. Yeah, and then uh, at 29, I have Green Bay going Elijah Moore. Now this pick, depending on who's there, I think it could go differently, but... I do think that Green Bay could add a receiver for Rodgers. Because like you guys are saying, if Farley drops, I think they take him. But with the guys left right now and what they need, I could definitely see them putting someone next to uh, Devontae. That'd be great to see, but I just am unsure if they'll help Devontae out, if they'll help Rodgers out. I'm... And then um, at 30, I have Buffalo going uh, J- Joe Tryon from Washington, edge rusher. I just think, you know, adding to that defense is what they need to do. Like the one thing that kind of stood out, like they have a great defense, don't get me wrong, but I think they need some more pressure up front. So see, I could see them going that route. Yeah, and, and if you want to compete with, with like the Chiefs, you need to be, you, we saw Tampa do it. You have to be able to get consistent heat. Yeah. 
And now this pick does this pick doesn't matter at all now. Thirty one the Chiefs because they don't have it anymore, and it's the Ravens. I had them going Samuel uh, Cosmi from Texas, the offensive tackle. I could see them. I could see honestly maybe that same pick going to the Ravens, unless oh did they sign what's his name? Villanueva. Not yet. They were going to make it official after the draft. So then 31, I don't know exactly what the Ravens will do there. Terrace Marshall Jr. All right, so probably that. Uh, <laughs> all right. Uh, and then at 32 with Tampa Bay, I have I have them going Landon Dickerson, who's a guard out of Alabama. I just think... Uh, sure he's a center. He's, he, he can be both. He, he slots in as both. But it, it, doesn't, it doesn't matter. I think they go interior offensive line. Tampa Bay. Yeah, I can yeah. see that. I mean, with Tampa, it's like, what are you going to do? Like, you won the Super Bowl. You're loaded in just about everywhere. I had one draft where I had Max Jones falling like crazy and then Tampa Bay taking him to back up Brady. That'd be but, like, absurd. That'd be absurd. You're a madman. All right, guys. And I you have a good one. Now. Thank you so much. All right, thank you so much for listening to Fair Game Football, a production from the Fair Game Network. Me and Taco will be back tomorrow with our mock drafts, and I will be posting my final mock draft to the website before the first day of the draft. I hope you come back and join us. See you soon. Bye-bye.